Welcome to Career Tools. This week, disk, email, and what to do with combination profiles. Here we go. We've talked about disk for a long time. We've talked about email for a long time. Our email casts are some of the most downloaded. And when we do disk and email together, we've done, we've already released a series of casts about how to deal with a D or an I and an S or a C. Exactly. But the question we always get is, okay. But what do I do with the people that are a bit of both? Yeah, a high D, high I, like me, yeah. 7711, or Mike, mm-hmm. who's a 7137 or 136 or something like that. So he's DC. Yeah, he's a high DC, right? Pretty common, uh-huh. particularly for a lot of our listeners, right? We have a lot of high D, high C listeners. Yeah. What do you do when you have both? Do you try to write to both or do you pick one or the other? Mm -hmm. And we've got some guidance. Exactly. So um, we're going to go over just how you get the data first and Mm. how you make the decision about how you're going to talk to somebody. Which comes from their email, surely. Exactly. Good. Good. And then we've got uh, high DI, high DC, high SC, and high SI. And we're going to go through each of those. Good. And we missed out DS. And I see. I see because they're They're so so unusual. Because a high D, high S is somebody who's both... Assertive and tasked and reserved in people. They're, they're the cross purposes of the, at the opposite corners of the circle. They are rare. Less than 1%, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Good. Sorry. You're more like, if you get yeah. one of those, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Good. So the first thing we need to do before we jump to the conclusions that we're going to make some recommendations are based on a lot of our experience mm-hmm. looking at emails. But people also ought to look at the emails they're already getting from their boss or their peer or their subordinate and get a sense of, if, in fact, there's a style in email that's different from what their profile says, that would be the smart thing to do. Exactly. Okay. My nature is to be very short, but in email, I'm longer just because I want to be polite. And I've, uh. I've tended to find that my short emails don't give the right impression. So you probably right. couldn't tell what I was from my emails. But if you replied in the style that which I email you in, then you'd be right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's so, important to look at actually what you're getting and not just... Make an assumption. So rather than sitting here and saying, okay, if, for instance, you, you report to me, I'm a high DI, rather than you sitting there going, oh, should I make this mail a D or an I, you go and look 50 of my emails. Mm-hmm. What would you tell people about how I skew? Forget about what the guidance will give in general. Yeah. What, what guidance can you give when them? When you're doing email, you're all business. Hi D. Yeah, hi D. Yeah. If you get an email from a stranger or from, from one of our listeners or from a manager, then you want a high D email. Even though once you get to know people, you're more high eye, your emails are all day. Yeah. And, and part of that is volume. Right? Yeah. The absolutely. amount of emails, I'm trying to get through them all and I'm, I'm pretty short and pretty direct. And some people receive it as rudeness. Mm-hmm. That's not the intent, but nevertheless, that's how it comes across. Yeah. I think it's important to keep in mind that DISC is about tendencies. It's not about a label. It's not says you, it doesn't say you are this or this is who you are. Mm-hmm. It says, in most situations, left to your own devices, not thinking, you'll tend to behave this way. So it's not fair for people to assume that what we're about to say is true, because it's not true insofar so truth or falsity or right or wrong, so much it is our guidance about where the tendency might tend to lean when there are balanced tendencies in somebody's profile. Exactly. We're giving you a hint. Yeah. Okay. Almost. I think you and I have talked, and I think one of the issues is that people will sometimes tend to re- to do opposite of what we might say in this cast. Yeah. yeah, particularly in email, you know, because even the high I's and S's who might not normally send you a longer email right. on phones, on using their iPad, email tends to has tended to get shorter as we right. use less keypads. Right. Um, so. Yeah. So your recommendation is to review some of their emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. Exactly. And um, everybody complains that they've got too much email, so there should yeah, be this is a perfect, plenty of data right. out there, right? And what we tell people all the time when we, when we teach DISC, what we say is, regardless of whether they have a combination profile or not, search for all the emails from that person, put them in a special folder with that person's name, copy them into that folder, and then read them. Mm-hmm. And use our guidance about what D's and I's and S's and C's tend to do in email. And it generally will pop out pretty quickly. And that works for combination profiles as well. If I'm a high D, high I, you would still ignore that for now. You would take 50 of my emails, put them in the special folder, and you'd go, oh, <laughs> he made the IDI, but I know the one thing I ought to be doing when I talk to him in my email is do what he does with me, which is ID back. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. So we've given you four things to particularly look for that, are, that tend to give you a hint as to okay. what people are a cue. Uh, yeah. Rather than looking at everything. Yeah. If, okay. if that's too much, then look to see if they use a salutation. So do they say, do they have your name? Do they have dear, Mark, dear your hi, name? Dear Mark, hi Mark, howdy Mark, yo yeah. Mark. Yeah. What's up Mark? Or some people just use a name. Or hey dude, or yeah. just Mark. Yeah. Right? And some that's people, a salutation, meaning using your name to start the note. Exactly. And okay. some people do and some people don't. So right. that's one indication. Okay. Um, is their email long and chatty or short and to the point? So some people are all business and some people include things like, I remember talking to you or do you remember the Christmas we had or yeah. um, how was your weekend? Those kind of things. So there's, there's those people and then there's the people that are all business. So The classic example is Mattel, who recently started work here at Manager Tools, sent me an email with something to the effect of, do you want to do this thing that this person is asking for? And I wrote back, no. And she called me later. I was in an airport. And she said, is everything okay? I said, fine. And she said, well, you seem short. I said, on what? I said, in this email. And I said, well, what did you say? Well, I asked you this. And I, and I said, well, what did I answer? Because I'd already forgotten it. Uh-huh. And you said, no. I said, well, I didn't seem short. I was short. And she said, oh, so you're upset. I said, no, it was two letters. By definition, it's short. But you're inferring something that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's, it, this is as efficient as I could be. I don't, I don't need 5, 10, 15, 20 flowery words to tell my assistant I assume you ought to know to translate. You're not going to just send them my forwarded no. You're going to say them something polite, but I don't want to do it. And by the way, they're not going to pay me and they want me to fly somewhere and we just don't have time for that. But she inferred something that was not true simply because I didn't say, Mattel, thank you so much for asking. I'm happy, mm-hmm. right? Because she's more of an ass and C than you or I. Yeah, right? Right. whereas I would have thought, oh, great, yes, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. no question, I got a no. Excellent, moving yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, so that's part. Um, do they use bullets or, and bolding or not? So uh, high Cs um, tend to use bullets and bolding and, and other ways to organize their right. data. To make it easy to see the key points. Exactly. I's and S's tend to, to be more about the people and therefore a bit of a stream of consciousness. I'll tell you something else I have found. Uh, th- this is not in the list, but it's something that I'll just share from my experience. I find that long sentences that tend to be a little bit run on, a little bit ungrammatical, uh-huh. although the definition of ungrammatical today is whacked out of its mind. But anyway, you know, people start clauses in the middle of a sentence, parenthetical clauses, and they don't finish another the par- or, or comma, uh-huh. a clause set off by a comma with no second comma. And it's like, I can't read, I literally cannot read it. A friend of mine sent me a note recently about uh, along the lines of the panda who goes into the, into the bar and eats, shoots, and leaves. Mm-hmm. And, and because pandas eat, eat shoots of bamboo and leaves of bamboo. But if you change that, and you put some comma in there, eats comma, shoots comma, and leaves, you think he shot somebody with a gun. And there's a, there's a, a play on words on the internet, which is, women without her man is nothing, uh-huh. except that 
if you read it differently, if you put that as woman, colon, without her, comma, man is nothing, nothing. (laughs) it completely changes it, right? It's a function of how we write, and most people have lost some of that ability to do really good grammar. But I've discovered the long, rambly sentences tend to be more from the I's and S's. Mm -hmm. A little bit less structured, a little bit less crisp. The more commas I get, the more I see it in I's and S's, and the less I see it in D's and C's. I see almost no commas from D's. I do see commas and C's, but when I see a comma with a C, it is grammatically correct. It is setting off visually that if you read it, you would set it off with a pause, that parenthetical statement, that, mm-hmm. that clause in the middle of a sentence. So commas is something else I look for. Okay, the rest of the list, what, what else? Okay, and then the last thing on the list is do they sign off with their name or not? Okay. So again, that's something that D's and C's, D's definitely don't do names. no. no. I's and S's do do names. Right, because it's about the person and not about the the idea a lot. Exactly. Good. And so it's not everything, but there's four kind of hints that if you're looking at an email, if you respond using the same, so if somebody's given you a salutation, you give them a salutation back. If their email is longer, you send something longer back. They use bullets, you use bullets. If they sign with their name, you sign with their name, your name. If you follow that, you're more likely to be yeah. communicating in their style. Yeah, and, and you won't. It's not as if you'll become a perfect communicator. We don't teach that disc. The, the concept behind changing your communication behaviors makes you a great communicator. But for most of us, eliminating the chance that we're a poor communicator will make you a reasonably effective, if not a highly effective one. We're not shooting for Churchillian grace here or Lincoln-esque sentences of perfection, what we're searching for is the avoidance of miscommunication and the conveyance of clarity. Mm -hmm. And if you're speaking in the wrong tone, a la Mattel, who literally spent five minutes, which is a, which is a wasteful productivity thing, right? It's just, you just wasted that time. So good. Okay, good. So let's talk about the, the patterns we've got. High D, high I. So high D. Somebody like me, very outgoing, very, very energetic, very forceful. Uh, tends to be assertive. If there's a question, I'm much more like Jack Reacher than I am like some sort of some sort of analytical person. Although a high D, high I can be both assertive when it comes to tasks, crack the whip, make it happen, and also assertive when it comes to people, shaking hands, smiling, eye contact, really being forceful. Okay, mm-hmm. good. All right. So in emails, if you're if you're pretty sure someone's a D, combination D I, then an email tends to that your email needs to have more D elements than I. Eyes in general are not fans of email. They'd rather come up to you and mm-hmm. have a chat. They'd kind of rather give, give you um, a phone call. They'd rather have a face-to-face conversation. Right. So when they are doing email, the high D kicks in so that they can get right. through their email. They feel like they cannot be themselves in email as much. And so they tend to be a little bit more driven to get through it. Exactly. Okay? That's been they my can go back well. and do okay. the stuff they enjoy. Right. So an email to a DI would be shorter and more direct than you would to then, a normal to a to a pure I. Right. If you're going to talk to me in my office, you might expect me to say kick back and so let's chat for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than getting right to the point. On the other hand, if you're sending me an email, don't assume I'm going to be chatty. Assume I'm going to be short and brief and maybe even dare I say it, brusque, with the idea that that's the natural tendency of someone. Now, you may, it doesn't always work. It's not, it's not foolproof. There are times when you'll send me a short, direct, no-nonsense email, and I'll send back something lively and send you a, a connection to XKCD or funnyism or whatever, yeah. uh, or, or the Mayan uh, uh, <laughs> forecast for this week, since we're recording this on the 21st. Yes. Okay? Yeah, this, this recording might end suddenly. Yes, it might. 
<laughs> so you, again, you don't need to do necessarily all the high eye things like asking about their weekend right. and talking about people. Or but if there was some event that you were at, to, you were at together at the weekend, it would be weird not to mention that. Right. Um, you just need to do less of it. Right. So right. in short, think efficient and to the point less smiley faces less yeah. scroll bars just think more d than i yeah i would generally cut back on the emoticons the smiley faces and so on good mm-hmm. okay. okay let's talk about high d high c somebody like mike that you know a lot of technical people a lot of engineers a lot of software designers the high dc is a person who can be both assertive and reserved but is almost always going to stay task oriented all of us have some tasks and some people and some assertive and some reserved uh, but the high DC says, I prefer to have my list, to dot my I's, to cross my T's, or I, I'm not really thinking about people all that much. If I get the work done, if the work gets done, the people will get to care of, them, take care of themselves. So when you've got a high DC, what, how do they tend okay. to skew? So they tend to do two things. If they're asking a yes, no, or a status question, that's something that can be answered simply, it'll be short. Yeah. It'll be very D. It'll be one sentence. Yep. It'll be yes or no. Okay. Now, if That's about efficiency. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. I can answer you in one word, so I'm going to. If they have a proposal or something they're trying to explain to you or some kind of uh, an explanation that's required, then it tends to be like a C. So yeah. longer, more detailed, organized, very paragraphs. organized. Exactly. Yeah, I've seen high D emails that when they go long, it's just one big paragraph, <laughs> right? Whereas the high C is going to have multiple paragraphs, bullets, underlines, numbers, Right, three key points below. Please refer yeah, to that. Lots of attachments. Point, yeah, point one refers to attachment one. Point two, you'll notice, is in italics because it relates to attachment two. That yeah, okay, that so, kind of thing. Yeah. So, so, so guidance then. If you're talking about something that's a yes, no, or a status, or something that fairly straightforward, operational, day to day. Exactly. Go short. Go high D. Um, if you need to explain something or you're trying to make a proposal, then you need to go longer, more organization yeah. and more detail. Yeah. And this is a good chance to, to, to just remind people, we have a podcast out there about, is your boss a reader or a listener? The high C is a reader. Mm-hmm. The high C wants you to send him or her a document in advance that they can read. And then you can come in and brief them. The high D is probably not a reader and wants you to come in and, and say, I have an idea for this, this, and this. Do you want to know more? Yes. And then they want an email. Yeah. So they want to listen first, and then they want to read. The high I, oh, God, don't send me an email. I mean, seriously, don't prepare for a big email to me with multiple parts and everything. Come in, sit down, let's chat about it for five minutes, and I'll say, okay, I like it, but I'm worried about this and this and this. Make sure you cover that. Now send me an email. And now I'll read your email. If you send a high I like me, a long, detailed email with all the points, and I look at it and go, uh-huh. when they're here next, I'll talk. I'll talk to them, and I'll want them to explain it to me. And I, Now, I'm not saying I'm right. And guys, this is not a recommendation, but I'm telling you my experience with my profile. And many of you have high D, high I bosses. And if you don't know it yet, the higher you get up in the organization, the more high Ds and high I's there are because high Ds and high I's tend to be more comfortable with risk. And risk is a fundamental part of every executive's life. Um, What I have discovered is if somebody sends me something really, really long, I won't read it. And if they come in and then they can't casually talk about it briefly and be pithy about it, it worries me. Now, there are people who will say, well, some ideas are just too complex to be boiled down. And, you know, whenever I see that, I know some people are going to give me crap. Richard will probably give me crap about this. But I say, you know, it's funny. One of the easiest equations equations to say, it is really hard to understand, is E equals MC squared. <laughs> One of the fundamental equations of the 20th century. And Einstein boiled it down to, what is that, three characters, an equal sign, and a two? Mm-hmm. Big, big important thing, but it can be boiled down. And I think too often there are... Um, 
people who tend to be long-winded. And yeah, that does tend to be the season us, although sometimes it's guys like me who are high eyes. And what they tend to do is because they can't deliver it crisply, they throw the kitchen sink at you. They give mm-hmm. you everything. And what that says to executives, guys, if you don't know this, uh, a high DI executive, and sometimes to a high D, high C, is you don't have an organizing idea or you're not certain of the relative weight of your argument. And so you're going to give us everything. And we want discernment in your argument. And so we want you to be able to talk about it because for heaven's sakes, it's going to require capital. You're going to have to brief people on it. And then we also want the backup. So for the high D, high C, in this particular case, you've got to be willing to have the detail, but having a conversation as well, you've got to be able to be brief also. Okay, good. Okay, so uh, high S, C, skews C. So like the high I, D, D, right? the S part. They skew of, to the left, yeah, to the, the S side. The S person wants to get back to their personal conversations and their deepening of relationships. and their, So their, their emails tend to skew to the C part that's slightly more efficient right. so that they can get through them again. Yeah, and this is a case where, again, keep in mind, folks, S and C are on the bottom half of the circle, just the opposite of a high D, high I. And an S or a C is always going to be reserved, or almost always. Their tendency is going to be reserved much more often than a DI mm-hmm. or anybody else. And they can either be reserved in a task way, which is the engineer, the accountant, the dot your eyes, cross your T's person, or they can be reserved in a people way, which is warm and fuzzy and welcoming and open and listen, great listener and so on. But they're almost always going to tend to pause before they act, reflect and think before they decide, um, be willing to include other people's point of view, be diplomatic about listening to everybody and so on, which doesn't sound like a D or an I to me, but much more so like an S or a C. Yeah. Okay, so now you say they skew towards C. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So okay. they want to get back to those personal conversations and the, the building of relationships. Mm-hmm. So they tend to be more efficient in their email, but they still feel like they should be polite in their mm-hmm. emails. Uh, and um, so they're still likely to start with your name. They're still likely to ask how you are. And then there's a sort of middle bit that's about the task that's very right. efficient. Yeah. And then an end part that's, that's mm-hmm. polite. It's kind of like an SCS sandwich. You know, Mike, when he sends me emails from his high C point of view, when he's, when he's engaged in that and we're going through details or something, I have found that I, I would guess, I don't say I would have found, I have found, I would guess that Mike would say that when he's being high C, he's actually being polite. He's mm-hmm. being correct. He's being proper. He's dotting his I's, he's crossing the T's, which is a form of politeness. Uh-huh. It's probably not a warm politeness. It's not a graciousness. It doesn't feel that way. But, but as we've said before, often high C's are great diplomats because they tend to be, uh, they tend not to show their cards. They're into the details, which often matter when it comes to diplomacy. And they're fairly black and white about what's true and what's not true, and what's negotiable and what's not negotiable. And I think S's would say, yeah, that may not have been the warm me, but I certainly was polite, and in no yeah. way do I need to be offensive. If you get an email that's that's correct and accurate, but also has some snark in it, like I'm smarter than you, that's probably a high C, high D. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not a high C, high S, right? No. That's the person, that's the technical person who wants everybody to know I'm smarter than you which is probably not effective in one's career. And I know because even as a high DI, I've done that before too. When people challenge me, I'm like, oh, by the way, you're wrong. And oh, by the way, I'm wrong. You're wrong like three different ways. And I'm right in like seven other ways. Just in, And by the way, thanks for writing. <laughs> okay. So, so um, if you're going to reply to a high SC, you mm-hmm. probably, again, need to include a salutation. You might yeah. want to say, how, ask how are they. Right? 
how they are, and then get to the point, be efficient in the middle part, and then be warm, the warm regard, okay. those best regards, and my best regards, those are all those high S's. It's like a sandwich, S, C, C S. S. Okay, exactly. good, good, okay, yeah. good. And now what about high S, high I? High, high, so high S's and high I's, both of their parts are people focused. On the right-hand side of the, of the, of the circle. Exactly. The, uh, the S is a reserved people person. The I is an assertive people person. So they're almost always going to skew toward people. Yeah. They may be assertive, they may be reserved, but you're going to bet they're going to tend to be friendly, they're going to be warm and those kinds of things. Yeah, okay? so they okay. tend to skew I. So, so it's all about people. So, right. So buried somewhere in their email about... How are you? And the people they saw this weekend right. and the, the, the people they met in the corridor this morning mm-hmm. will be one task and then there'll be another paragraph about mm-hmm. how they remembered this. And uh, so, um, so what that means is if, I, if you're my boss and you're a high I, high S, and I know nothing more and I'm thinking about writing an email to you rather than coming to see you, which probably is what I should do. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming to see you. If I choose to write you an email, I'm traveling and I can't get you on the phone or whatever, I'm going to skew high I. Mm-hmm. The, the guidance here is I'm going to be more, more peppy, more energetic. I'm going to be more emoticons. I'm tend not gonna. I'm not gonna go as long, and maybe as an ass, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, and I'll be. Uh, well, take me through it. What do you want me to do in that email? Yeah, you definitely want to be more peppy and more more warm uh, than than you would be with normal, a DRC with a yeah, DRC sure. for right. sure. And you want to talk about the people involved, right? So that, that um, and then and then when you end, you want to say something nice about that person. So you want to say how lovely it was to work with right. you, how how efficient you've been, um, something. Um, so I wrote no, here. No, no bullets. No, 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 no para- paragraphs no. of text. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Long and chatty is okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And some, so you can thank, you can thank their team or you can thank them, you know, like, thank you so much for your help on this. I wouldn't have got so far without you. Like for me, that's really difficult. Yeah. You don't actually need to tell an untruth, but yeah. find something nice to say. That'll make them feel good. The, you know, you know, it's funny about that. I, I don't, I think this is the hardest one that I yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you why I actually personally have sort of abdicated on this one. And I just thank people. I'm just as warm and as chatty as I can be, and I don't make a distinction between the assertive or the reserved. I, I don't think of myself as being a high eye when I'm talking to them, although I, I'm just thinking people. Just focus on the people as mm-hmm. much as I possibly can. If you're a DC and you're sending an email to an I or an S, it's going to feel awkward. Part of this cast is really about suggesting that people not engage in what is natural to them. That's the whole point of our disc communication exactly. training is speaking a language that the listener understands. The communi- communication is what the listener does. So if you're a high D or you're a high C and you're writing to a high IRS, you can get away with being more of a high I, but it's got to be on the people's side. Otherwise, you're talking in a language that makes sense to you. And in the same way that Mattel misunderstood my no, mm-hmm. you're going to have misunderstanding when in fact, when you're communicating with somebody, Let's assume that people want to be understood, if nothing else. You want to be clear about and get your idea across. Okay? Exactly. Good. Okay? So, to summarize, pay attention to the emails that you get. Yeah, that's the, the, there's a treasure trove of information you already have. Uh-huh. Go look. Don't follow our guidance. It may be that your boss is the one exception, and she's a high IS, and in fact, she's pure S in email. Well, okay. There's your cue. Yep. Send her nothing but high S emails. Hi, Martha. How are you? Hope you had a great weekend. I'm really excited about this project we've got coming up. So, right? As opposed to me as a high D, I'm like going, ah, but if it gets me what I want, and I'm, and Frank, when I say that, I think there's some people who go, oh, look, he's being Machiavelli and he's getting what he wants. I said, no, 
I'm treating her the way she wants to be treated. Exactly. I'm actually genuinely saying, how should I treat her in a way that's respectful to her? Not in a way that denigrates her and promotes me as being my, my communication style is right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, who am I talking to and what's the best way for to, get, to, to be effective in that way? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Good. So DI skews D, DC skews D, yeah. SC skews C, and SI skews I. And, about people. and you've got to be careful about what, looking at uh, emails from Blackberries and iPhones and, exactly. and Android devices and so on, because they naturally skinned, skew D and I, and really even more D. There's that staccato, short, boom, because you're typing with your thumbs and you're on a train or you're on a, you know, whatever yeah. the case, you're not able to be as long-winded as you might be typing at your keyboard. Yeah. Okay? So we have a bunch of casts on desk. We have we have loads of desk stuff. So, you, but you don't need to know it all in depth to be better than most people at this all you have to do is pay attention to the way that people communicate with you and try and be more like them than being more like you the fact is people complain about politics i'm writing a cast right now about politics and the fact is your organization is filled with people and if you want to get get along if you want to do more well if you want to do well in your organization you're gonna have to make less enemies and make more friends and the easiest way to reduce the number of enemies you have and increase the number of friends you have is communicate in a way that makes sense to them, even by email. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Thanks. Great one. Hold on. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you got a lot out of this cast. Join us next week for more good stuff from Career Tools. Until then, have a great week.